the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on 860 AM. The answer, we are out of Tampa, Florida, but you can reach me worldwide on the web at am860theanswer.com. That's am860theanswer.com. 9 to 10 a.m. every Sunday morning, Eastern Standard Time. And you just click Listen Live if you have a headset on your computer. Now, if you don't have a computer but you have a smartphone, you can hear me on iHeart. Oh, boy. Or you can go to AM860 here in Tampa Bay. And we are here for you. This is talk radio, but I do try to have a, a consistent theme for each show. Today, though, I have my friend and colleague, Pryor Smith, with me. Good morning, Pryor. Good morning. And what happens if you're listening on a crystal set? On a crystal set, well, you you get those little earbuds like we used to have. Remember that? Yeah. In the, back in the 50s and 60s, and the parents yelled at us, you're going to go deaf. Take that thing <laughs> out of your ear. And what are the parents yelling now? The same thing. <laughs> yep, nothing has changed, has it? No, just the weather from time to time. That, that was my introduction to radio. Well, aside from listening to my father's old uh, Helicrafters S40 radio when I was but a toddler, was making crystal sets. I must have made a dozen of them over the years, but that's that's how I first started listening to the radio. I mean, am, am I dating myself or what? Well, I, I think that you're a, a good date on the radio, and I appreciate having <laughs> you as my date. But uh, dating yourself, well, yes, we're we're at that age and stage where we can look back over more than a half a century now prior and and see some amazing things that have happened from the uh, birth of the little crystal radios and their little printed circuit boards uh, to uh, this massive computing ability that we now have. Unbelievable what we have seen in our lifetime. You got that right. In case uh, people out there are listening saying, who's this guy, Pryor Smith? I have hosted Canada Calling, the radio network program for vacationing Canadians in Florida throughout the winter and elsewhere throughout the Sun Belt. For the past 40 years, and we have been on WGUL AM860, The Answer, for over 30 of those years. So that's why I'm here this morning with my good friend, Dr. Bill. And prior, you know, you've done such a great job, not only of keeping uh, your countrymen connected to what's going on back home while they're down here in the southern parts of the United States, but also in promoting Florida. I mean, it's just amazing what you have done to 
help encourage people to come down here and, and visit us and stay with us during the winter, as many retirees do. And we, we love you and we need you and we appreciate you. Well, it's it's kind of hard to believe. We only have a population in Canada of about 36 million and about 2 million of those spend vacation time in Florida during the winter. And just think of the amount of money that's left behind by that market every winter, year after year after year. It's a huge market. It's vitally important to the uh, state of Florida, especially to about, oh, roughly about a dozen specific locations around the state, of which Tampa Bay is probably the main one. Absolutely, because I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> What exactly. else could you Yeah, I mean, and, it, you know, I, I say that facetiously, but there's some truth to that. I have people coming down to this area saying, well, we come here because we know we have a doctor here that we can rely upon and who knows our, our health system and our travel insurance. And, you know, it's such a big benefit for people. I Prior, I even have people bringing their family down here for a medical visit. And I've seen a few people. Uh, and they've said, we need a second opinion about something that they were diagnosed with in, in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia or wherever. And, and I end up being their uh, referral consultant, so to speak, and yeah, send them back second, home. Yeah, their second go-to guy. And let me tell you, when you're in your 60s, 70s, maybe up into your 80s, I guess, and you're spending vacation time in Florida, having a doctor you can depend on, Somebody you know, somebody you trust, that is vitally important to the winter stay. And Dr. Bill McCann Care Clinic in St. Petersburg has filled that role for, geez, a lot of years now. Because I, yeah. I know I hear the tales myself. I, I hear them day after day, year after year. It's an important part of any vacation planning is getting close to a doctor you know and a doctor you trust. And having your travel insurance in place, too. We had a guy... Uh, just this week, he's still in the hospital, Canadian, and he was in the insurance industry, by the way, and he carried travel insurance every year, except this year he didn't get it. Oh, boy. And he came down with a terrible case of pneumonia, and so I've got both daughter and son down here, and we're trying to figure out how the heck to get him home cheaply and safely, uh, And uh, but it's it's vitally important. Get that travel insurance Make sure that even if you're leaving the United States to go on a cruise, if you're an American and the cruise company will offer you for a couple hundred bucks a travel insurance plan, make sure you get that. Because if you have to be air evac'd back to the United States from a Caribbean island or from Europe, you're talking 25 grand out of pocket. Well, for example, to get somebody uh, medevaced out of Florida back to Canada, I am told and I have this on pretty good authority because I know some people in the business, that it costs at least twenty-five grand just for the just for the air transfer alone. And then when you're in the hospital, the meter is ticking every hour that you're in there. Add it all up, and all of a sudden you can lose your life savings just because you didn't want to spend a couple of hundred bucks on an insurance policy. It makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. Now, the other thing too, Prior, is be sure if you are not insured, you don't have coverage and you are admitted to the hospital, be sure you speak with the chief financial officer, the billing office about a self-pay rate because the self-pay rates in Florida and in the United States are basically Medicare rates, which are the cheapest in the world for what you get. So you, you may end up being able to salvage your home and your, and your savings if you can get out of the hospital with a simple pneumonia for five to 10 grand, which yeah. is probably cheaper than anywhere you're going to get in the world. I know that 
there are countries like Canada that have a, a health insurance system that's really a centralized socialist system. And you think you're getting free care, but of course you're not. Somebody's paying taxes to make that available. So yep. but make sure you carry that travel insurance. And if you get stuck, ask for self-pay rates. You'll almost always get it, at least in at my hospitals, you will. Well, there's, there's two things to be considered. Number one <clears throat> is once you get up above the age of 75, really sometimes above 70, getting health insurance, getting travel health insurance is not easy if you have a pre-existing condition. And so what happens is people are accustomed to going down to Florida every November, year after year after year. They have friends, the whole thing. It's just part of their lifestyle. Then all of a sudden, they come down with something. It, it, it adds up to a pre-existing condition. And when you get that, the travel insurance company doesn't want to know you. So then you're stuck well, what do you do? Well, do you run the risk of going down? No insurance coverage. Do I run that risk? Okay, if I get sick, I can jump in a plane and get home. Well, it's never quite that easy. And the number of times over the years I've heard of people getting down there with no insurance coverage because the travel insurance company wouldn't even look at them given their pre-existing condition. So they run the risk and bang, what happens within a day or two or three or a week or two or three, they're in hospital, the meter's ticking and they can't get out. And that sounds like the situation this man is in right now that you mentioned a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Is once you get in, oh, stop getting out. And the second thing is when you do get in and you're faced with a whack of a bill, it, <laughs> I, I, I've discovered over the years that it, it's almost like let's make a deal getting out. Oh, you yeah. Get into a, you get into a discussion with the hospital administrative staff or accounting staff or whatever, and all of a sudden you get, <laughs> you get into this let's make a deal thing. They're wanting to charge you $85,000 or whatever it is for your stay. And you say, well, I can't afford that. Well, can you afford 65? And all of a sudden you get this, this thing going on about making a deal over your, your health insurance coverage. And that goes on all the time. And most oh, yeah. people don't, don't realize it, but this let's make a deal thing in the healthcare industry in Florida is as widespread as, as the morning dew. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of like going to the Cosby and, and trying to bargain for uh, you know, a Moroccan scarf or a trinket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, that's exactly that's why what it is. Up, you have to ask up front and don't be shy because these are, these are business people that run the hospitals. They're, they're not doctors and nurses, and, but they do understand that there's a limit of, of what people can afford. And if you say, I want self-pay rate, and I'd like it <clears throat> tied to Medicare, then you know, you can get a decent rate and you're not going to go broke. Uh, so very, very important. If you don't have travel insurance, absolutely ask for self-pay rates if you get admitted to the hospital. Try and avoid the emergency room. Come to my office or another doctor's office and you'll get a much better pay rate. Make sure it's a, a big enough clinic like we have that you can get the the basics like chest x-rays and EKGs and lung studies and uh, IV fluids if you need a, a little burst of, of fluid, if you've had a little gastroenteritis and you're a little dehydrated from nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, we can tank you up a little bit. But if you go to the ER now, what we collect, say say our bill's 1000 the ER is going to be 3000 yeah. So try and avoid the ERs. And if you do get stuck in the hospital, make sure you ask for a self-pay rate. And uh, it's just so vitally important. It's it's not only for visitors from Canada, but even for Americans. I, one of my buddies, he had a kidney stone, a doctor, and he had a big deductible. And the hospital 
building for the remainder that the insurance didn't pay for. And he had to wait and do a little bargaining. So he waited till they turned it over to collections. He, this is a doctor. <laughs> and the collection agency called him and he said, I'll give you 50% if you'll take it right now. Yeah. And that, they said, okay. <laughs> so well, I, well, the, I laughed well, the thing about is, that. You know, the, the thing is, as you say, the collection agencies, the people who run the hospitals, they're business people and they're smart enough to realize they would much rather get 50 or 60% of something than 100% of nothing. Absolutely. And that's, that, that's the way you have to go into it, whether you like it or not. But the, the thing is, if you can get travel insurance, for heaven's sakes, if it costs you a couple of hundred bucks or whatever it is, don't, 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 don't even hesitate. Get it. Get it. And, you know, this kind of morphs into what I wanted to talk about, too, which is this Visit Florida program that we have down here that the state house is fighting the governor on. Now, a lot of people are critical of Governor Scott, and certainly he's not the, the uh, personality that Jeb Bush was uh, or that uh, uh, that last idiot we had was who's glad-handed everybody and changed parties a couple of times. But <laughs> but he's a businessman. You know, Rick Scott understands business, and he's running around the state saying, look, if we don't get behind this visit Florida, by the way, we're going to lose business. And as you were saying before the show prior, if you want to be number one, you got to put your stuff out there on the, on the billboards and on the airways, or you're not going to be number one forever. Well, I have worked with visit Florida, I think as long, if not longer than anybody in the state of Florida, I was dealing with them when they were called FLA USA. And then before that it was the what was it called? The Florida Tourism Marketing Commission, whatever it was called. In any event, I've worked with these people longer than just about anybody. And I've watched all the people come and all the people go over the years. And there's been a lot of them. And I've watched the feuds between the House and whoever the governor happens to be at the time. Because it seems that everybody in the tourist business in Florida, from the owner of a motel somewhere to the owner of a theme park, knows how to run the tourism business better than the people who run the tourism business. This has been going on since day one. And now all of a sudden there's this tussle over defunding Visit Florida, which I find frankly crazy. Agreed. But it's the, old, it's the old story. Why does Budweiser, why do Coke advertise day in, day out, day out. Mm -hmm. month after month, year after year, while they're number one and they want to stay number one? Right. And so the idea of defunding Visit Florida and there has been this perception in the state of Florida for as many years as I've been involved doing Canada calling, and that's 40 years. There's this thing that, that exists in the minds of many that says, geez, it's the beginning of November. It's going to be snowing there any time. They'll, they'll, they'll come. It's just a matter of when they're going to arrive. And they sit back and wait for them to arrive. Well, that's not the way to do business. The way to do business is to be constantly in the face of your market be it Canada, be it the northern U.S., be it Europe, be it wherever, you have to be constantly out in front of them. You have to have a constant presence. And if you don't do that, all of a sudden you're going to be down the list of places that people are interested in going. Because after all, Florida isn't the only place in the world that has nice beaches and warm temperature. So you've got to be out there. You've got to be confronting your market all the time to keep them coming because it's big business. Oh, absolutely. I, my surgery chief, when I was an intern, Dr. Roy Clay, 
uh, he took me aside after I made a mistake. Uh, he had called in the surgery residents and chewed them out. And, and then I asked him, I said, Dr. Clay, why didn't you call me in with these guys too? He said, Handelman, I never know when some little jerk like you might be my boss. So I have to be very <laughs> careful. He, and I said, well, what should I do? He said, Handelman, you should note everything, assume nothing, trust no one, and please keep your mouth shut. And uh, I think that that, uh, you know, that, that fits into tourism too. If you don't get your notes out there and if you assume that they're going to come, whether you say something or do something or document or don't document, well, you're going to get in trouble. And I agree with you hundred percent. The way to stay out in front is not only to have a good product, but to advertise it. You got to put your stuff out on the street prior. You got to do it, man. Well, perhaps the people who are interested in defunding Visit Florida have never heard of places like the Dominican Republic, have never yeah. heard of places like Cuba, have never Which heard is. of places like uh, the Bahamas, other places. They've got beaches that are just as nice as you've got, folks, if not better. And the vast majority of those places are underpricing you drastically. Yep. And so if you don't stay out in front of your market and promote like crazy... Well, people in Canada, people in Europe, people in the northern U.S., they're going to go somewhere else. Absolutely. Simply, it's it's as simple as that. It's simple. Uh, there was a guy from Barbados that worked in the uh, x-ray department at our hospital years ago, and he said, you know, Doc, I've never understood why everybody wants to come to the Caribbean islands. You have beautiful beaches here in southern and western Florida, southwest Florida, southeast Florida. You've got professional sports. You've got theater, you've got symphony, you've got big cities. We don't have any of that in, in, in the Caribbean. Why would anybody want to go to the Caribbean for vacation when you have all these amenities available and, and it might be a little bit more expensive, but uh, you know, if you want to go see a third world country to to Cuba, I'm sure you can get a cheap uh, hotel room there. Uh, but, uh, to me, it it seems sort of anticlimactic. I mean, we've seen so many pictures of the Caribbeans. And we've all been there a few times, but there's just nowhere like Southern Florida. There just isn't. It doesn't exist anywhere in the world where you have so many amenities, so much outdoor activity, uh, beach, golf, sun, whatever you want, it's here. And if we don't let people know that, they're not going to come because they won't know. But there's one thing that a number of these destinations have that Florida doesn't have, and that's price point. And price point is very, very important to an awful lot of people. Absolutely. And if you're underpricing Florida drastically in some cases, guess what? They're not going to go to Florida. They're going to go to the other place. And that's why Cuban, uh, see, Canada never has cut off relations with Cuba. We never did. And so there's been a tourism thing between Canada and Cuba for decades. It's one way prior. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we've had this thing going for a long time. And you can go down there and you can spend a beautiful week in a really nice hotel on a beach that's as good as anything you're going to find anywhere. And you can do it at a fraction of the cost you would in southwest Florida. And so uh, price, point really, price point really matters. And so the people up, at, <clears throat> up in Tallahassee have got to remember that there are an awful lot of other places that people can go to if they want to have a nice, you know, warm break for a week or two or three or whatever it is in the middle of the wintertime. Florida isn't the only place. And unless you tell them consistently about the reasons for going to Florida, of which there are many, and all of a sudden you're going to turn around and say, geez, I wonder why our tourism numbers are declining. 
Yep, I and, agree. And, and that can happen in a real hurry. Just ask the state of Colorado, because the state of Colorado did just that. And their standing in the tourism game just dropped dramatically when they did it. And yep. they've had trouble getting people back. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's a matter of inuring and getting people used to it and getting them in in the habit of, of picking a one spot to go for the winter or for a three, four week vacation to get out of the out of the frozen tundra. But yep. I, I have to emphasize again, and I'm not just tooting my own horn, but the health care in the United States is still the best in the world, despite what you hear from outside. And we've traveled around Europe and a little bit of Asia and Mexico, the Caribbean, and uh, there's just nowhere like it uh, for the amount of the, the, the population that we have and our ability to supply health care to, to such a huge population at such a high level. And you're not going to get that when you go to the Caribbean. And I know because the travel, insur- the travel insurance companies fly people out of the Caribbean to our hospitals all the time because they can't be taken care of there. You're right. And it's, the I best, think, it's the best health care that money can buy. Yeah, and uh, you know, you, you just have to stop and think about what we have here and why we need to keep pushing it. And I'm not going to beat this to death anymore, but uh, I, I think we've made our point. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I think that you and I are really truly instrumental in getting people to come down to Florida, come down to the southern United States in the winter. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I'll pat you on your back prior. (laughs) Well, I've been doing it for 40 years, sitting up here in Canada, doing Canada calling down to Florida every day of the week. I I, I have never put myself in the position of being a shill for the state of Florida. But there are some things that are just obvious. And that's why over two million of us go. If I can just point out one other thing quickly, and that is the, uh, the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Rio Grande Valley of Texas has been in the bullseye in terms of tourism troubles over the last few years over the Mexican thing, the wall, you know, everything else associated with it. The tourism situation there used to be uh, basically Brownsville, Harlingen, McAllen, that whole strip, South Padre Island. It used to be a winter season destination for Canadians like you wouldn't believe. And the reason, basically, it's cheap. It's one of the cheapest destinations you're ever going to find. Well, given all that's been going on with the Mexican thing, the wall, all the bad publicity that's been associated with that, their tourism has has suffered dramatically. It's it's just it, it's been sad to watch it to the point where people down there are kind of throwing up their hands saying, now, what are we going to do? They've built hotels everywhere. They've got the, the, the infrastructure is there. Everything is set, but the people aren't coming anymore. That's and once they, once they stop coming, try and get them back. It can happen to the state of Florida as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's, there's a good example there in that you don't hear much about the South Padre Island, which is a beautiful little island oh, and a wonderful is, place. Yeah, it is stunning. Uh, McAllen, Harlingen, Brownsville, that whole strip is a beautiful place to go. They have spectacular RV facilities down there especially. And Canadians by the thousands used to go down there year after year after year because it's very inexpensive. They have first-class medical care, everything you would want. But all the negative publicity that's been surrounding the Mexican border thing and the wall and all that, the drugs, well, the drugs are on the other side. It's not really a problem on the American side. No. But there's that perception. And once that perception gets in place, 
boy, oh boy, it's it's hard to get around it. And right now, their tourism, that entire strip of the Rio Grande Valley is really hurting. And, you know, they don't have any advertising. I mean, uh, yep, they have even, no money to spend. There's a there, the Texas advertises for tourism and Michigan advertises for tourism. And there's a number of states that have what I think are, are decent advertising campaigns to get people to come visit their their state. And I don't see or hear anything out of South Padre Island. Anything I don't know about you, up in your area. Well, anything that we see up here in Canada uh, promoting the state of Texas, promotes Dallas, Fort Worth. You see a honky-tonk of some kind. You'll see a uh, Dallas Cowboys image. Everything is Dallas, Dallas, Houston, you know, Fort Worth, that kind of thing. But the real tourism destination is the Rio Grande Valley, and not one red cent is being spent down there right now to get the market back. And I don't know what they're going to do about it because there's a whole lot of empty hotel rooms right now. As a matter of fact, when I was down there about... I'm going to say four or five weeks ago, I did my Canada Calling broadcast out of McCallum because we've been on the air there for years as well. And I walked through the big mall that's located right beside the airport in McCallum, and you could shoot a cannon through the place and not hit a soul. Oh, that's wow. what's that's what's happening. And, we, and let that be a lesson to Floridians. You know, exactly. we, we we rely so much upon our our tourism. We're one of the number one destinations in the world. And things can change. We can lose what we have. Yep, and they can change in a real hurry. And once they change and people find another place to go to and they start to develop a lifestyle somewhere else, try and get them back. It's not easy. you know, it's like a marriage. Once it's uh, once you're in a separation state, it's hard to get get them back together. If you don't watch out, you're going to be in a divorce. Yeah. So the best thing is to is just to keep working at the relationship, and not wait for it to to show signs of of uh, of disillusion, and then try and, and woo your your friends and partners back. It's just it won't work. Yep, it won't work. exactly. That's and just human nature. You, can I talk to you about one other thing that? that has popped up over the last, oh, I'm going to say three months or so, maybe three or four months. And we were talking before we went on the air this morning, and that's Red Tide. Uh, I've talked to a couple of Canadian friends who are down in the Englewood area right now. And one of them was telling me just a few days ago when I was talking to him, and this isn't too far south of where you are, that Red Tide has been a real problem since, I guess, end of December, early January. Can you explain why so many people are sick or affected in some way or other by red tide. Well, it releases a gas. It's a, it's an algae or a dinoflagellate or a, a, a unicellular organism that, that blooms like a flower uh, in great quantities. And there are different theories. Some people say it's because of the phosphate and the fertilizers in the Gulf of Mexico that are being washed into the water. And others say that it's global warming and others say it's just the, the cyclical uh, bloom and death of, of this type of algae in the ocean. And it releases a gas that's very irritating and it can cause people with asthma and allergies to have flare-ups. And it can also just be irritating to your mucous membrane. So you, then you get the runny nose and the cough and all those yeah. type of symptoms. And it's 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 really uh, a, a difficult thing. The, the, the only real protection is to stay indoors with the air conditioning on and wait for the wind to change the you know in the daytime the wind blows in and at night it blows out whatever i forget the whole cycle but 
and if you have a if you're out in your car and you have your AC on, you you should be okay. Make sure you put it on to recirculation, and that way you won't be taking in fresh air from outside with every cycle of of your air conditioner in your car. Yeah. What happens when you put it on the recirculation is that the air inside of the car is recirculated, and a, as with any air conditioning unit, the the cooling coils condense water, and along with the water comes the little microparticles, and that gets out of the car and out of the house. So, but there, there's really no, as far as I know, there's no treatment other than just to treat symptomatically. And it predisposes you to other things too. If your mucous membranes are inflamed, you're more likely to catch a, a viral cold or a bacterial respiratory tract infection. So that it's important to be a little bit protective when it does bloom. And by the way, it kills fish. It, it yes. Will, it will use up the oxygen in the area, and it will put this uh, nasty gas into the into the water as well as into the air, and it's toxic to fish and, and other wildlife, and it's uh, it's it's a shame too. I mean, it really is. Now, what the cause is exactly, I don't think anybody knows yet, or if they do, I haven't heard it. But uh, be protective. Make sure you use your air conditioning. Uh, and by the way, prior, I see tons of Canadians come down here who have no problems in Canada because there's very little pollen. Uh, you know, the, the growing season's fairly short the further mm-hmm. north you go. And they come down here and they have flare-ups and they say, no, I don't have asthma. I said, well, you're wheezing. Anybody in the family ever wheeze? Well, yeah, Uncle Joe did. And they're not sick. They're, they don't have a fever. They don't have, you know, purulent production of sputum. They don't have anything that would that would be a sign or symptom of a respiratory tract infection. It's allergies. It's hay fever. It's asthma. Yeah. And and they're 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 just amazed. They say, well I never had a problem like this before. And so well, you're in pollen season all the time here. <laughs> it's there's something blooming all year round. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that once when I <laughs> This goes back quite a number of years, but I was doing uh, a remote broadcast up at Silver Springs, up near Ocala. And boy, that hit me one day. I had never never had a reaction like that, but everything up there was coated in kind of like a, a yellow pollen. Didn't take me long to figure out what was going on, but oh my God, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And th- that was the only a- time I'd ever had that problem. Now, it's, it's a real, it's a real uh, downer for for tourists visiting here, but of course for Dr. Bill, it's a godsend. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. They come piling in. They can drop by the CanCare Clinic. Why don't you tell them where the CanCare Clinic is in case they're wondering? We are in St. Petersburg on 38th Avenue North uh, at 66th Street. It's 6399 38th Avenue North, and that is in St. Petersburg, Florida. We're across the street from St. Pete General, our little hospital that we use. And we are conveniently located. You can reach us from I-285, uh, take the uh, 38th Street exit, head west towards the beaches, and we're a couple of blocks before 66th Street. And I think there's a light at, at 58th and one at 62nd, and we're at 64th at the corner of 64th and 38th. And prior, we get people from all over the area. I mean, they come from Orlando, Fort Myers, uh, North counties. Uh, it's it's a it's interesting to see how the demographics of the visitors to Florida pan out and how they get to us. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, we got to go grab a cup of Joe, and and Joe's going to put on some advertisements, and we'll be right back. This is Doctor Bill, your Radio MD. 
With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Billions of Christians around the world celebrating Easter Sunday. Security is high in some of the places where they're doing that celebrating, including in Egypt, where a week ago on Palm Sunday, more than 40 people were killed by Muslim terrorist attacks on two separate churches. The U.S. says a North Korean medium-range missile exploded seconds after it launched. It was a high-profile failure coming hours before Vice President Mike Pence arrived in South Korea for talks about the tensions on the Korean Peninsula. Pence says North Korea's latest provocation shows the risks to military personnel, both of the South Korean and U.S. variety, on the peninsula. Observers from the 57-nation Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe are monitoring voting today in Turkey. It's a referendum that could give full power to President Erdogan. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET, mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. You say nothing special that I should look around. But I say you're the greatest friend that I've ever found. They say a dog is man's best friend, but who takes you to the hardware store? Your car. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer or you'd rather leave it to the pros, there's a Parts Plus Auto Store or Car Care Center near you. You never let me down or take good care of you. Hey, for all the reasons you love your car, there's Parts Plus Auto Stores and Parts Plus Car Care Centers. Today, mostly sunny and very warm, high 88. Partly cloudy tonight, low 67. Monday, partly sunny and warm, high 88. Monday night, partly cloudy, low 70. Tuesday, warm with partial sunshine, high 87. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny and warm, look for a high of 87. That's your AccuWeather forecast. 
I'm Art Miller for AM860, The Answer. I'm hot, and I'm here. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and we're going with the Beach Boys down to Kokomo, which is about halfway between Miami and Marathon, Florida, which is in the Florida Keys, and I'm sure you've been there more than once prior. The finest seafood meal I think I've ever had in my life was at a little dumpy place in a place called Tavernier. You ever been down to Tavernier? If I have, I don't remember, but that doesn't mean a whole lot at this stage. I've seen so much, I can't remember my own my own house sometimes. I have to double-check, but oh. that, what a beautiful ride it is down to the Kokomo and down the Keys. Yes, indeed. It is absolutely stunning, and that's the type of thing that Visit Florida should be promoting like crazy because there's nothing, li- nothing else like it in the world. Nothing like it. Well, you know, the Keys, actually, they have their own advertising agency, and they do a pretty good job of getting it out. Um, I don't know if, if it reaches all the way up into Canada, but we see Florida Keys ads all the time in the St. Petersburg area. Yes, but they do and have basically done nothing in Canada for as many years as I can remember. What a crime. That's a pity. I mean, that's the, the, you know, 3.5 million Canadians come down here a year. And think of the hundreds of millions of dollars that they bring to the to the economy. I mean, the the, the it's unbelievable, and and we should be bending over backwards to welcome our Canadian cousins and and do everything we can to get them to come down here. I don't know what's with these people, Prior. I think we need to go to the state well, house and shake them up a little bit. I can tell you exactly what it is on the local front. It's a case of it's early November. It's going to get cold there. It's going to be snowing soon. They will come. That's the way it's been for 40 years. However, there are some notable exceptions to that. Uh, Fort Lauderdale has promoted in Canada for as many years as I can remember. They do an annual visit up here. They promote like crazy. Uh, Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte's another one that realizes how important the Canadian market is. They have a presence with the Canadian market every year, and they have for as many years as I can remember. Panama City, up until just recently, has uh, done an extensive amount of promotional work with the Canadian market. They haven't over about the last, I'm going to say, three years or so, but for years and years they did. I cannot recall the last time I saw anybody or spoke to a human being from the tourist development area in Tampa. I can't recall the last time I spoke to anybody in Pinellas, St. Pete, Clearwater, Largo. That's just the way it is. Uh, well, uh, we're going to have to change that somehow. Uh, we go up to Canada in the fall, as you know. Uh, yeah. We act, actually see Prior. I try to have a visit with Prior every year. We go up there, and we go up, and we, we do a little schmoozing and press some palm with the travel insurance companies and our, our good friend Steve and Bonnie Griffin. They are – well, Bonnie is the big organizer for the Ontario Cystic Fibrosis Gala, which raises several hundred thousand dollars a year for the research and uh, treatment of cystic fibrosis and just a real sweet lady who has done nothing but good things for humanity and we always buy a, a, a ticket to the gala and show our support and you know what it pays off it pays yes. off in spades mm-hmm. there's just no doubt about it if you if you spread some goodwill 
it'll come back to you. And uh, it's, it's the law of karma. It's the law of karma. If you let people know what you got and that you're there for them, they will reciprocate. Yeah, I, I, I can never, yeah, I, per, perhaps I'm being critical here. And if I am, I guess I am. I cannot recall the last time I ever spoke to anybody in tourism in Tampa. And it's I find terrible. That, I find it absolutely staggering that Canadians by the hundreds of thousands fly into the Tampa airport, which, by the way, happens to be one of the finest airports anywhere in civilization. Oh, and they either rent a car or they get met by a friend or a relative, and they drive through Tampa and out of Tampa. And they don't stay in Tampa to take advantage of all the all the amenities that Tampa has to offer. And I, it, I find it staggering, and I have for years. Matter of fact, I talked with some people about that just about a week ago, and they too cannot fathom it. But that is the way it has been for years and years. There was a time when the Pinellas region, uh, St. Pete, Largo, Clearwater, used to have a presence here in Canada, and, and it was quite a presence. It was up to maybe, well, perhaps 10 years ago. Then budget cuts took care of that, and there hasn't been a peep, not a peep, out of the Pinellas region in the Canadian market ever since. You know, but that's I just I'm, the way it is. I, 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 I can't uh, comprehend it. Yet other destinations in Florida, like I say, Fort Lauderdale, Port Charlotte, they know where their bread is buttered, and they're, they're, they're plugged into the Canadian market like you wouldn't believe, and they have been for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I would say that our in St. Petersburg, our population probably goes up by 30 to 40% yeah. every winter when the Canadians come down. And even, even though it's a town of maybe 250,000, we're closer to 500,000 in the winter. And I can attest to that just from driving on the roads. It The, the traffic is unbelievable. It's night and day between winter and summer. Yep. So we need to throw a bone to folks uh, in the northern climes and keep encouraging them to come down here. And let's keep this visit Florida going and, and let's have some benefits for for Floridians, I mean, for Canadians who are visiting Florida too, I mean, I, we bend over backwards to accommodate the Canadian patients, and uh, for that matter, all of our patients. But we treat the Canadians as we would, as, as we treat our own people. I just, I mean, they're our cousins. You're, yep. you're, we're the, fa- the same family. Our, our mom and dad are the same person. Exactly. And when we leave behind over a couple of billion dollars in the Florida economy each winter, it behooves you to keep the good folks coming. Well, I'd like to send a kiss out to all of Canada, if you don't mind, Pryor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it means anything, uh, the private road that I live on, uh, I'm northeast of Toronto. I'm up just north of Peterborough, if our listeners have any knowledge of this geographic location. There are 24 houses on this road. The occupants of 12 of those 24 houses are in Florida every winter for a prolonged stay. That's half of the population of this road. That's going to tell you something. Absolutely. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Half of your neighbors come to Florida for the winter. My next door door neighbor is, oh, I'm going to say about a seven or eight minute drive away from your office at this very moment. (laughs) That's super. That is super. As a matter of fact, you've seen him on a couple occasions. I probably have. Yeah. You know, you got to think about the propaganda. I mean, I I was looking at this 
this war memorial that's in uh, Dangdong in China, which is right on the North Korean border. And there's a Korean war museum, and it paints the United States and its allies as mass murderers who used uh, chemical and gas warfare on the North Koreans and the Chinese. And, you know, the, the Chinese have become a victim of their own propaganda because now they're stuck with this idea that the bad, big, bad, evil Westerners came in there to try to conquer them and kill them by the hundreds of thousands. And now they're trying to figure out how do you back down from this? So <laughs> you, you get yourself in a hole, you know, and all of a sudden you're, you're saddled up with something like North Korea and you've got all this PR that's been going on for 50 years saying that uh, we were right and they were wrong. And now you're trying to back up and say, wait a minute, you know, maybe yeah, they like, were a little bit wrong. Yeah. Like how do I dig myself out of this hole? Yeah. And I think that's what, exactly what we're talking about. It, it's, it's just so important to, to make sure that people have an idea of who you are and where you are and what you are and be honest, be honest. Cause that's a starting point. Honesty yeah. is a, honesty is a point of departure for any relationship. And we have, a, a lot to offer here and the Canadians have a lot to offer us. And by the way, I love Canada. I've traveled in every province except Newfoundland and the Yukon and gosh, what a beautiful country you have up there. Well, I'll tell you what's even more beautiful than the geography and that's the dollar exchange. Oh yeah. Although <laughs> you're not going to get anything cheaper than down here because even with the dollar exchange prior, Oh my gosh, you guys just don't have the, the scale of economy that we have. You can't buy but you can't go out and buy a hundred million blue jeans all at once. There's well, that's not true. that many, there's just not that many people in the country, but, but as far as, as food and hotel, it's, it's comparable, if not better than a lot of resorts in the United States. And, uh, the only problem is, is you need to turn the thermostat up in the winter a little bit because we're not used to that frostbite on our toes. You know, we're Floridians guy. We well, can't exactly. handle that. Well, I'll so, tell you, you, you you almost can use the dollar as a as a guide as to how the tourism thing is going here in Canada. When the dollar is up, American tourism or tourism from the states is always way down. As soon as the dollar takes a dive, as it has over the last couple of years, we're at what, roughly seventy five cents today. Well, seventy five cents is a good exchange rate, folks. That, that can pay for a good chunk of your trip. Just That's the exchange right. rate will pay for your trip. But it's amazing to me the number of our American friends who aren't familiar with that. Now, another problem is you've got to have a passport to get across the border, and so many Americans don't have a passport. Well, that's a result of 9-11. Before that, you could just show your driver's license. Yeah. But, but things have changed since 9-11, not just in the United States, Canadian at the Canadian border, but everywhere in the world. We were in Italy a couple of years ago, and every big venue we went to, every cathedral, every every old building that we visited that had a lot of tourists, there were guards there and some of them even had uh, federal troops there and they were going through your bag and all that. And they would apologize to us profusely knowing we were Americans. And they said, we're, we know you, you know, you're good people, but this is just since nine 11, we don't have a choice. And we said, Oh no, please. Yep. We do what we you have want to do. Be, you, you, we want to be safe. So, uh, it, it's it's changed the landscape. There's no doubt about that. And I hope that we can get back at some point in time to what we had 20, 30 years ago, which was essentially an open border. You'd show your driver's license and you could get, get across. You know, I, I hate, love this. 
I love the story yeah. you tell when you were going over to L.L. Bean in Bar Harbor a few years ago after 9-11. I got, I got to laugh about that. Pryor was going over. You go, what, every every spring? You, you oh, drive yeah. over? Yeah, we go over. It's about a 12-hour drive to buy a pair of jeans at L.L. Bean's main store in Freeport, Maine. <laughs> it's, but it's something we've done. It's something we've done since the mid-'80s. We just go there and... And we go to a couple of favorite haunts to have a lobster dinner or two. Then two days later, we turn around and drive back home. It's just a little getaway for a couple of days. But uh, you were telling me you were coming across the border after 9-11, and they stopped you and started interrogating you on the American side. And finally you said, look, buddy, I'm just coming over here to spend some money in your country. If you don't want it, I'll turn around and go home. And then he exactly. let you on through. <laughs> so the dollar talks both ways. Yeah, exactly. I found it kind of strange that I'm driving across. I'm going to go and spend some money and have a couple of restaurant meals, which helps to employ people and all this kind of stuff. And here's this guy at the border giving me a hard time. But it used to be back in the early days when I first started doing Canada Calling to Florida, I would be traveling back and forth, back and forth, doing remote broadcasts from every street corner in Florida just to get people to listen to me. But I used to drive to the airport in Toronto, and this is back in the days when we had an airline that was called Ward Air. Now I'm really dating myself, but Ward Air was a great airline. It was basically a charter airline. But I would drive into the airport. I'd walk through the terminal with 10 minutes to go before the plane was to depart. I'd walk right through, sit down on the plane, and away you go. Those well, those days, those days are long gone. Let me tell They're you now. Buddy. Yeah. Now you got to go and you got to fight your way through some security system, which seems to change every six months at the airport in Toronto to the point where you never know where you're going. Then you got to go through U.S. Customs and some surly guy sitting there wanting to know what you're going to do, you know, patting down 80-year-old ladies sitting in wheelchairs and this type of thing. But this goes on every day of the week. But that's the way it is. It's a fact of life now, and you just have to live with it. But yep. you got to get to the airport two hours in advance and sit around the airport Things aren't what they used to be. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the whole travel game isn't quite as pleasant as it once was. Well, it, nothing's ever so constant as change, and hopefully it'll change back. Uh, it's a, a, a tough situation. Uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, things will calm down. Maybe with the new sheriff in Washington, D.C., a lot of the bad guys will realize that he's not going to sit there and, and be mamby-pamby about it. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh I, I got to tell you this story now. A lot of my American listeners probably won't catch the 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 humor in this, but we were coming across the border from uh, from Buffalo into Niagara Falls, Canada last fall. We were on our way up to visit the the travel insurance companies and our friends, and so we decided we'd fly into Buffalo. There's a a, a flight one of the little airlines has from here directly into the Buffalo International Airport. Grabbed a rental car, go across the Rainbow Bridge, get to the guard gate on the Canadian side, and the guard says, "Well, what brings you to Canada?" You know, kind of gruff and inquisitive and all that. And I look out around, and it's forty degrees and it's raining. I said, "Oh, your beautiful weather." Well, that <laughs> that broke the ice for yeah. for the guard, and we and we got through without any problems. But. Uh, it's it, it's interesting to see the border. I tell you, it's it's not what it used to be. Uh, yeah, if if you're thinking of flying uh, th this summer, for example, with a dollar down in the range of seventy five to seventy six cents, the uh, U.S. tourism into Canada is going to be very very good. 
because people will be taking advantage of the dollar. And if you're planning to fly north, one good way of doing it is to fly into the border airport at Buffalo. It's a great little airport. You can park for next to nothing. It's a great spot, and all you do is drive, oh, maybe, what, 15 minutes away from the airport. You drive across one of the bridges, be it at Fort Erie or at Niagara Falls, and you're, what, an hour and 20 minutes away from downtown Toronto. It's, a, it's an excellent way to come, and it's very cost-efficient. It's a and it's a Toronto's a great city. It's one of the one of my favorite cities in North America. I just love it. Chicago, New York, uh, this San Francisco, Toronto, they're all up there as good places to visit. Toronto's truly an international city. There's cuisine from Korean to to uh, South African to Russian. I mean, you can get well, anything you want. There's exactly. everything there. Yeah. It's just a wonderful place to visit. Now, once you get in town now, park your car or don't bother getting a rental car. Just use local transportation because it's it's uh, so congested now, It's uh, especially on the interstates. Don't go on the interstates in, in, in and around Toronto. You'll be stuck in traffic for hours. Yep. But uh, once you get in town, it's simple and easy to get around. There's plenty of, of cabs and buses and bicycles and uh, just a, a wonderful city to visit. The wife loves it, of course, because she can eat Korean all day and all night. And, uh, you know, the Koreans, I don't know if you've noticed this prior, but they're they're shrubbery eaters. They eat anything vegetable that they can get their hands on and cook. And I tell the wife she's just a little uh, she's just a little fertilizer machine. You know, it comes in and out and goes right back out. And I have to laugh about it. Well, I'll tell you, most people in the U.S. aren't familiar with just how big Toronto is. Hum humongous. Toronto is the third biggest city in North America, behind New York and Los Angeles. The, th the third biggest city in North America. It's a very expensive city to stay in. It's congested like you wouldn't believe because we stopped building expressways and that type of thing back in the late 60s. And we keep talking about transit, but we don't build much of it. So there is transit there, but it's woefully out of date. And so the congestion on the major highways is something like you've never seen before. We rank right up there with Tokyo, I think. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a great city to visit. And oh, if wonderful. you have an opportunity to come up north uh, this summer when the weather is nice, I would suggest you do it. You'll really enjoy yourself. Yeah, I want to hit, too, on some of the other great places to visit in Canada since you've been so kind as to tout Florida. But I've stayed at, at Chateau Lake Louise, which is out in, oh, yes. in uh, near Calgary and Alberta Banff. and Banff. Just beautiful. If you if you like to uh, ski, snow ski, that is heaven. That's just gorgeous. And uh, if you if you like the West Coast, uh, Vancouver and especially Victoria, which is on on uh, Vancouver Island across the bay from Vancouver. I yep. lived there for three or four months. What a beautiful little city. Bouchard Gardens, one of the prettiest gardens in the world. Yeah, my son lives in the village of Sanichton, which is just a northern kind of a rural suburb of Victoria. It's absolutely stunning. I've been through there. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yep. So yep. there's a lot to see in Canada, and uh, the Trans-Canadian train ride is a lot of fun, too. I yes. did that when I was a young man. So there's there's tons to see, and for all of my American listeners, if you want to get away and be in another country but still be with family, then take a trip to Canada. 
Well, a vast majority of our population lives within an hour and a half drive of the U.S. border, so it's not as if you're out of country by any means. No, and you know, there's so much interaction. Yeah, before we go, I just want to say thank you to the folks at WGUL and to stations all across the uh, state of Florida for airing Canada Calling again this winter. It's the daily newscast for Canadians all over the state of Florida, a listening tradition that dates back 63 years, if you can believe it. And so we'll be back for another winter season in the fall, along with Dr. Bill and the good folks at the CanCare Clinic in St. Petersburg. You got us. And don't forget about Bay Area Medical. We also see Americans, CanCare Clinic for Canadians and visitors. And Joe, I guess we're getting near the end of the show. We got 30 seconds prior. So if you have anything good to say before we go, otherwise I'm just going to give you a lot of hugs and kisses for doing what you do prior and keep it up. And I want to say on behalf of all my American Uh, family and friends. We really appreciate the Canadians. Thank you for coming down. Your brothers and sisters to us, cousins. And there we go. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Pryor. It's auction time. Burchard Galleries, Antiques and Fine Arts Auctioneer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.